Welcome to the Life Unhyped podcast, where we talk about all of the wins, but more importantly, the losses that shape us during our most vulnerable moments. We keep it real, uncut, and direct for the fans. I am your host, Andrew Manley. Let's get to it. What up, what up? Thank you for joining us today. I'm super excited to introduce my buddy, Wacko. Uh, Wacko is a filmmaker. He is here in the Inland Empire in California, just doing what he does best, which is just create stuff. What are you working on currently, Wacko? Uh, I'm working on a lot of stuff, actually, man, to be honest. I mean, I don't really know where to start. But. Yeah, let's uh, <laughs> let's actually start. Let's start here. Let's uh, let's give the um, listeners at least a, a background on um, maybe your age. Let's how old are you? Uh, 41. 41. All right. So Wacko's 41 years old. And started doing some video work. When did you start? I actually got into video. Well, I've mean, always been in a creative person, but um, once I was able to have access to a actual video camera, I would say that would be the seven D. And when it first came out, yeah, so maybe like oh seven or so. I think so. That yeah. would have been it. Yeah. Um, and the first thing I shot with that was a music video. And uh, it took me two days to do that. And I think you can see that on, um, um, I think it's on my YouTube. So Okay. So, you, man, you still got it. It's still around somewhere. Yeah. I did. Uh, I used, I didn't have lighting or nothing like that. So I actually went to Home Depot. I bought some um, uh, colored halogen lights, the can lights. Nice. Used that for some color in the background. Um, I had this old uh, fog machine or, um, holly, uh, that we use for Halloween and stuff. And, um, uh, just, the use my imagination, man. Um, it was pretty cool. Basically with the concept of that first video that we put together was, uh, um, you know how it started off. Like you see this car going into a, a mechanic shop. We, one of them worked in a mechanic shop. So yeah. we used the mechanic shop Yeah, and then basically the car backs in and you're thinking that like, um, you know, they're just, doing chop chop shop yeah but when the trunk opened there was a body in it so it was a chop shop the same concept but the chop shop was for body parts and at the end of the video um i actually used to work in this dental office and stuff and we used the outside exterior building and i had someone dress up as a doctor so we put a fake foot inside an ice chest and then when it closed it cut and it shows that ice that ice box walking in uh, with the girl dressed as a doctor into a doctor's office and she comes up to the front desk and I uh, had one of the assistants play the part and he said, have I, any, did I have any calls or anything? So basically we made it so as though as that the body parts are being shipped over to doctors and she's like the black market. <laughs> that that totally sounds like Wacko. It's just like going super dark. Obviously in this uh, office here, which he moved in just recently, right? You just Yeah, not too long ago, man. Right. It, it, yeah. You told me you got, I mean, you painted it black, which is awesome. Obviously, for video and photo guys, this is really how you would want to set up. Correct. And um, you got all your, the stuff that you love in here, you know. Obviously, Bruce Lee, I noticed him right off the bat, Troy Aikman. Of course you uh, noticed that. Of course, bro. You know, you got to keep the rice alive, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. um, you know, you got clowns, you know, uh, Jedi, Star Wars stuff, big Disney guy. Yeah, I'm a Yankees fan. Baseball, football. Like. Wait, wait, wait. Before we continue, like, how did that happen? How are you a Yankees fan? <clears throat> my my father, um, he was a Yankee fan. And uh, um, 
he just raised us that way, man. So we're Dallas Cowboys and Yankee fans, me and my brothers. Yeah, man, you must get a lot of love from at the uh, family events. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> my whole because I mean, like, you know, uh, I was born in L.A., so everyone's Raider fans or Dodger fans. Right, right. And uh, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so kind of going back to um, all of this, um, at a young age, you said you got a with the Canon 7D was kind of your starter camera for video wise, yeah. yeah. But I think prior before that, um, actually in 1999 or two, 2000, I was uh, a photographer for um, a magazine called Skinny Magazine, okay. which uh, had distribution be- uh, for uh, San Diego, Orange County, LA, and uh, Inland Empire. And um, I just started there as just a um, whatever you know uh, contributor photographer. And then um, I, they just kind of just liked what I was doing, and uh, I ended up being one of the photographers and then also being one of the writers. So I got to do photos for all the warp Tours. Um, That's I, when you were shooting film? No, this was just photography, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean oh. I'm sorry, like you were shooting film photography? Oh, at first we were, but then the digital camera came out, of course. Yeah. And I think at that time the digital cameras were like fucking 12, 12 megapixels or some shit, dude. Like, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the earlier ones, like four or six megapixels, and then they kind of continued. Yeah. You know. So it was like, <clears throat> that was the first of like digital cameras yeah. like, that were really kind of popping out. And I think um, the I think I had the uh, the first Rebel, I think it was. Dude. Okay. Yeah. So that that was when you were still shooting like um, tours and stuff, music tour, stuff. Tours, concerts, and then they used to put on a lot of um, different shows and events. Uh, at that time, they were using the venue a lot. Uh, over it, when it ended, it was called Gotham. At that time, it was called La Luna in San Bernardino. Mm. So they did a lot of things there, um, and that's also too. Um, I would host the shows. So in between the acts. Uh, it's always dead time in concerts. So uh, that would give me like stuff and I was like, hey, you want me to throw some free shirts out? And I'm like, yeah. So I would go up there, grab the microphone and then just do my little hosting stuff. And then, uh, so I actually hosted shows and I got to bring on like Bad Religion onto stage and all Pennywise and everything. Actually, there's a the poster over there. Um, me and my buddy, we actually had Pennywise uh, come for $300. Oh, damn. That's crazy. <laughs> That's super crazy. And that was like in the early, mid-2000s? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. So prior before even me even doing photography, I've been in the hip-hop scene for quite some time. So um, we put on a lot of hip-hop shows and everything like that. And then I also put on a lot of clubs. I mean, I go all the way back to the days of where like we used to do like the real dope parties over there in like Rosarito and TJ. Mm-hmm. Papas and beers, tequilas yeah, and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. That's when like DJ Irene was spinning. That was like, oh man, dude, it was probably one of the best eras ever that's never going to happen again wow. ever backyard parties i learned a lot too um promotions and hustle by uh, putting backyard parties where we used to charge to get into the the gate yeah yeah and then um i had my mom make some jungle juice and then i had a buddy <laughs> that worked at a liquor store and then he would um get one of the kegs and we used to sell um the jungle juice was three dollars a cup save your cup and you can get as many refills as you want until the jungle juice is gone. And um, dollar cup for the beer. And then you save your cup. And uh, you drink as much as beer as you want until the beer is gone. Damn. Straight hustling. That's what, I mean, that's kind of what we're kind of getting into. But, yeah, just kind of give you guys a background. So Wacko's obviously been um, in the hip-hop scene. 
uh, music scene just in general. And then, you know, his love for photography and video started to kind of come through. And so that's kind of the scope of what we'll be talking about today, basically where he came from and where he's headed, talking about um, what he wants to do probably in the next five years, the next 10 years. Um, but more importantly, um, um, we already know everyone's doing crazy dope stuff nowadays, but really it's just about... Um, uh, Ooh, I like how someone's knocking on the door. Huh? Go ahead and open it. Did you lock? No, just open it. Just open it. There you go. Hey, what's going on? Who is that? Oh, it's Kartik. <laughs> hey, Kartik, how are you doing? Hey, it's Drew. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Kartik. One of my clients there. Hey, there you go. He's coming through. Um, all right. So um, let's see where we left off. How amazing and wonderful I am. Yeah. So we're talking about Wacko. So basically, we're talking about um, the, the component of video. And um, uh, I'm sorry. So we're basically going back and talking about uh, his history with uh, photos and videos in the music industry that he was going into. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing is, like, what I want to share with a lot of the, the listeners is... For somebody who's trying to get into this world, um, you know, just content creating, um, really what it takes, because, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions. You already know this. I mean, we always talk about this all the time. But, you know, a lot of people think that you could just grab a camera and then all of a sudden, you know, you're somebody, you're a professional. Like, I mean, young kids love throwing around titles. Right. And, um, you know, talking about, uh, you know, who they are, what they've done. And it's it, it's. It's, it's so funny because you, you go back to the component of really what's important, which is making good stuff. Mm-hmm. And that takes time to develop, you know. Yes. And um, But nowadays, of course, you know, because of YouTube and, and uh, the Internet, you can develop skills at a much faster rate. But still, by no means can you, you know, be a master or something in, in a year. I, I think um, it's funny you say that because I just recently put up a post on my Facebook and it was basically a photo I took with the team last night because they wanted to take a picture and um, what I put was basically um, when I made the post for wanting people to help out, I didn't specify in exactly what it was. I just simply asked, I need some editors to help. I need a runner to help. And only three people uh, had responded to that post and didn't even ask if it was pay or anything. They just wanted to work. I went on their social media and checked it out. Then I conversated with them and and seeing what they were about, what they were trying to do. And I gave them the opportunity. And then I said, cool, welcome to the team. Then I sent the flyer of the festival to them. I go, this is what you're helping me out on. I'll send you details in two days once I get all the information. And they were just excited. Once I posted the flyer on my Instagram, everybody started hitting me up asking, do you need help? Do you need a cameraman? And... I had mentioned that in the Facebook post saying that um, I guess I was calling those people out without saying their names, though. But I was saying these are the people that I want to work with, people who are just wanting to uh, gain experience. Uh, they don't even care about if it's paid or not. They're just trying to develop and trying to grow in yeah. what they're trying to do. They're just trying to put on work. And put in work instead of just trying to be a part of something so they can get recognition for that shit. Because that's how I came about it, and that's how I learned from from all the mentors and different people that, that I've worked with. I didn't ask about pay or nothing. I just went out there and just did it, man, and just paid attention. So 
you know, shout out to the team and everything. And, and those are the type of people I want to work with. And, oh, they, yeah. and they worked out great. And they were just always on point. They were asking questions. Everybody was communicating with each other. Everybody helped each other out. And I, I think that's what we lack a lot now is, is um, somebody wanting to just go out there and just to soak information and not just somebody to go out there and just go ahead and sew the badge onto their jacket. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I think that's really, really important. That's really what this podcast is about. And I think um, just kind of going back and spending more time on that is that um, like you said, if you had said, Hey, look, I'm doing this big festival. I'm looking for some people to help out. Um, I think unfortunately what that attracts are people who are usually probably under experienced trying to come in. And then also when they get there, you know, their name dropping, doing selfies all day. And, you know, they're not really contributing. You know, they're out there just trying to, you know, build a hype around, you know, who they are and um, the stuff that really, you know, doesn't have a lot of um, right. um, just uh, value. And so I think that, um, you know, the way you did it, that's that's so smart. I think a lot of that comes from probably experience from you just dealing with people who are just weak. You know what I'm saying? Like that's Yeah, pretty much, man. I mean, like. Don't get me wrong, like you're saying before, I think technology is great. It's fantastic because I utilize it and it's making my job a lot more easier. Sure. So that way I can get my work done faster. Um, I'm constantly learning. I utilize YouTube a lot because technology is changing. So I got to educate myself on the new cameras, the new techniques, the new different things that's going to make my job easier. And at the same time, too. Um, create value for myself so that way I'm able to market and to sell myself from what I'm doing. Sure. Um, however, though, I feel, uh, I think we had a conversation like this before, like a year, a couple years ago or something like that, when like the whole Instagram photography shit really started popping off and all of a sudden everybody was a fucking photographer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and because they were using filters and then everyone started getting access to Lightroom and Lightroom is really dope. I mean, you can do a lot in Lightroom. Sure. But I, um, it's funny. Here, you know, here's a cool story. So, I was on set and we were, uh, um, I was doing a short film, and uh, someone um, brought someone over to help out, and then uh, they kept coming and bugging me a little bit because I kept trying to direct them and help out, and you know, they just had to worry about light. And when I found out we had some downtime, I was like, so hey man, you know, have you done anything like this before? I was like, well, no, no, I haven't or anything like that. And I go, oh, cool. Because I do a lot of photography, though. I go, oh, cool. Let me see your Instagram. And he told me his Instagram. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm already following you. And I was like, oh, shit, you're so-and-so? I won't say names. I go, you're so-and-so? He's like, yeah. I go, dude, you got some sick-ass work. So it's the night photography, you know, the portrait photography. I go, man, you're sick-ass work. He's like, yeah, man. And then I'm thinking in my head, damn, you don't know jack shit. Because it's like this is a whole different element as far as, like, like how we're using light here on a scene and stuff like that. And it was very frustrating because I kept telling this dude, I need this, need that. And finally I just said, dude, just hold this fucking, just just hold this light stand so sure. it doesn't fall. Sure. That's where he ended up. And this guy has like 200 something thousand followers and everything like that. And I'm here with only like 3,000 followers or whatever and stuff. It doesn't matter about your followers. It doesn't matter what you're putting out there. It's what matters is the experience and what you're doing. Sure, sure. You know, it's um. I think that's the once again kind of going back to that the hype component is that people get on on this thing now. It's like you know they follow your page and they're like, oh shit, this guy's got a quarter million followers. He must be somebody. But at the same time, you know, uh, following is is only a small component of everything. You know, like if I go onto a page and you got a quarter million followers and you got like three comments, 
you know, like 150 yeah. likes. Yo, bro, like you obviously ain't, you know, communicating with your following, you know, and oh, yeah, that dude. takes a lot of work, you know. You know, well, my car page, dude, it's that's an all day thing. Like I got to sit down for hours. Social media is a job now, man. It's a full time job. And I think sure. that's the that's the other thing, though, too, is, is and I'm not trying to take away from anybody doing what they're doing, because I think it's great that everyone is being artistic now and everyone's being being able to uh, create. You know, because we didn't really have these resources and means to do so. Yeah, for and sure. I, I think that's awesome. You know, but um, but uh, social media became a job now. So, like, especially for myself, um, it's like I have to maintain communication on social media. I mean, I'm always constantly putting stories. I'm always posting. I got to post BTS. I got to show I'm doing this. I got to working with this. Um, I have to go on my hashtags. I got to make sure that I go on to filmmakers, set live cinema photography photographer um i go on all these hashtags i scroll through everything in the explorer i like a lot of different things um i say yo awesome shot that's great i don't even have to follow these people because i have to be interactive when someone responds to um any of my posts or even likes it or anything like that i gotta yeah. make sure i um show some love back yeah, of course. You know, thanks for liking my thing yada 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 if i don't do that I lose communication. I lose my algorithm. I lose um, a lot of work too, because yeah. I'll f end up in the shadows. That's just social media. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. How it's um, it's it's crazy. And it, the thing is, like, you just can't really ignore it because no. you know if you do, it 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 falls flat. And once it falls flat, it's hard to pick it back up. You know. Yeah. And then that's how that's how I make my money on my my other my other uh, business. I mean, I have Wacko Films, which Obviously, everybody knows I'm doing music videos, short films, whatever, photography, events, whatever it is. But I also have a commercial business, which does the same exact thing that Wacko Film does. However, my clientele is more like with Kartik, more um, whether it's real estate, business, commercials, small business commercials, you know. So basically, I have Batman and then I have Bruce Wayne. Right, right. Definitely. And, and Bruce Wayne... Um, it's pulling in money too because for the exact thing that you said you have to have social media we're in a world now where visuals are everything for your business sure and um instagram's like the new business card i mean that's a hundred percent true it's um it's 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 so funny because you get a lot of people are like oh you know fuck instagram which you know i say that often enough because it's like you have to constantly deal with the algorithms crazy you, yeah. you know it's, i don't even call it bipolar it's like tripolar it's like it acts like however it acts like you know whatever day of the week it is and um i think it's super important that people realize like um what you're doing two years ago on instagram is not relevant today you know what i'm saying like things right. are much different you know and back then pulling followers were important but today following is not important you know it's really like are you like for example um i spend when I wake up, I spend probably two or maybe three hours between posting, uh, commenting, responding um, yep. to every DM, to every single comment, because they need to know that somebody on the other end that's actually real and alive and that's actually being a part of their right. lives. And so, you know, and there's plenty of times when you might interact with a big page and you never get a response. You know, it's, it's, it, it, and that's the reason why it feels corporate. Like, you know, if I, you reached out to Disney and left a comment, like for sure you're not, you're not going to get a comment you know what i'm saying yeah. like it's and that's and that's the reason why i think micro influencers when i before i got into all of this when i did some research it was very important that i realized 
that um, they were saying that the the growth of micro influencers will continue to grow because they're just large corporations just can't compete on a smaller scale because they just no. you can't respond to you know eight thousand messages you know and you know if you got nine million followers it's just it's not going to happen. It's funny that you said that too because um, right now I'm currently working on a project where I'm co-producer and I'm um, a director and well now in camera light sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything else. <laughs> uh, for this project for um, uh, Crystalina, and we're working on a web si- uh, series show that's uh, with her and um, influencers and stuff. And they were conversating about that on um, micro influencers, and, and her friends and people they they're like from one million to three million followers and shit. Okay, and um, they're at red carpet events and everything, and their interaction percentage is lower than what mine's was. Sure, sure. And because I'm a, as you say, a micro influencer because I don't have a mass following. However, though, I'm communicating with all the people that I'm dealing with. So I'm gonna be more on a timeline than what these people are gonna be because they don't have enough time to be interacting. So they said that like, uh, she said she lost like 10,000 followers or something like that just because they weren't interacting or nothing. So what Facebook is doing since they actually own yeah. Instagram, they pretty much just say, well, these people are not following them. They're kind of dead to you. So we're taking them out. Right. I'm actually glad the companies are doing that. I'm, I'm, I was actually hoping they would do more of that because, you know, if you're trying to call your own following yourself, it takes hella long time just to just cut people or fake followers or ghost accounts or whatever the case is. And so for me, if they're more proactive about cutting accounts that are just weak, then uh-huh. I'm man, I'm all about that. Yeah. Know? And so, um, all right. So let's kind of go back to um, the component of you, you know, getting a camera. You started to um, obviously get out there. You're trying to make money. Were you ever working a full time job? Yeah. No. Um, like I said before, like when I got out of high school, man, I worked warehouse jobs and shit. Sure. That was like not for me. Like, how long did you work warehouses? Well, see, my first job was when I was like a real paid job. It was when I was 16. I worked in. Um, the shoe department at Walmart. Nice. And uh, it's funny because I wore Al Bundy poke high. <laughs> that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. A backstory. Uh, before I came here, Wacko was like, uh, I was like, hey, you you know, you good for today? And he was like, yeah. And he tells me randomly, like, I've done four touchdowns, you know, in, in a single game. I was like, what the hell is this fool talking about? And then he's, and I found that picture of him wearing poke high. Um, it, a lot of young kids, I don't know if you know who Al Bundy is, but there's a show back in the day in the nineties called eighties uh, and nineties called uh, married with children. And Legend. My dad, my dad hated me watching that stuff, but <laughs> I loved Al dude. I was like, you know, I was just, he's just dope, dude. He's I, just, I think that, sh- that show is, there's never going to be a show like that. Nah, ever again. So. And so. what they did like changed TV series forever. And the, 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 the content they were putting out, the the topics, and there was, like, no barriers, but it was so real. Right. And, like, everybody loved it. I think the reason why that show was so successful and it lasted as long as it did and it just was popular or was because everybody was there. Were, everybody was a, 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 a Peggy or an yeah. Al or a Bud or there were a hoochie-ass fucking Kelly. Right. Everybody was like, like you can relate to these characters. Right. There's never going to be a show like Yeah, and, 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 you know, and they're so relatable because you're just like, these Dude. people, they have all character flaws, you know? You're like, 
dude, like I know every single person that did who they were. Like it's just like I know I know someone's like an owl. I know like oh sometimes my dad would say what Al would say and right. shit. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's fucking idiots. Like so it's like you know like dude like it's, it's that shows that show is so epic man it's it's super epic and i think they ran like 14 seasons it was super long dude, super long and i've seen like every episode man i remember watching that dude. i remember like, like at night at around 11 30 it's like when married children come on dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dude <laughs> sometimes so it, i mean i hardly get to see tv or whatever but sometimes when i'm at my pad and it's late and i'm just like turn on the tv man and like there it is full fucking but you know this funny thing is like talking about that I guess that's that's like an old school thing because like I don't really watch TV anymore but when you're younger I mean back then TV was you know that was the media you know that, like that was everything you would, your information yeah. the news trend yeah I mean, that was everything. Before social media, you were watching TV and, yeah. um, you know, married with children right after the news. It would come on. And, you know, I'll stay up to that, watch Current Affair after. And it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> Current Affair. Yo, that was crazy. Dude, it was, it was the good times of TV. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and it's uh, funny enough, I think, you know, within all of that scope is, um, you know, you, you said you were doing um, some work and then. Um, yeah. So like a 60 man, I was, I was there working in Walmart and stuff, man. And then, then I started working some warehouse stuff. But um, the reason why I'm saying this is because there was an individual at one of the warehouses I worked. Um, uh, he had worked at this warehouse for like 14 years or something, uh, driving forklift, forklift, and we were just, um, you know, loading trucks in and stuff. And um, uh, he would always complain, always complain, God, fuck this, fuck that, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. One day I asked him, I go, hey, man, like, how long you been working here, bro? And he's like, I've been here like 14 years. Da, da, da. And I go, I mean, if you hate this shit so much, like, why are you even here? Yeah, yeah. And then he started kind of snapping on me. And he was just like, you know, oh, you don't know, provide my family, da, 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 da. I understand all that shit. And I go, like, dude, like, you got a job, man, you know. It is what it is. But if you don't like it, then do something that you want to do and you love. But all he kept giving me was excuses. Because of that man right there, man, I just made sure, like, dude, I never want to be your ass. Yeah, yeah. So I went ahead and signed up for dental assisting fucking school. Oh, shit. And because I originally wanted to be either a chef or a dentist. Uh. My counselor told me, a chef, um, there's only two places you can go for culinary arts school. It was uh, San Francisco or in Palm Desert, and they cost $25,000 to go. And he says, well, that, it's kind of expensive. A dentist, I don't know if you can do that. <laughs> he just kind of kept it real. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> You're not going to give me information on fucking how I can do that shit? <laughs> so whatever. I, grad, I graduated high school. And then fucking I went into the warehouse world. That guy fucking pissed me off. I don't want to be like you. I went to fucking UEI, signed up for fucking dental school, uh, uh, dental assisting. Went into the field. I actually didn't even have to do fucking internship because um, what I did was upstairs they had a section where they um, get all your resumes. Yeah. So say you're like you're in the networking class or medical field class. Once you get to the last module, you have to go to this thing where you do internship. They teach you how to write a resume. So I got a job upstairs. Right before I would go to my class in the evening, I got a job upstairs and my job was to get all these resumes from all these different classes and then fucking fax them or email resumes oh, to all these. So say if you're in the medical field in an office and you put an ad out looking for a medical assistant, da, 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 
I would fax you like 30 fucking resumes for people with no experience. Oh, damn. But you know what I did? I just faxed my resume. I was going to say you. <laughs> <laughs> to all these places. And I actually got a job when I wasn't even certified. Oh, damn. And I was working in Dentalfield. And then I got two jobs. I would work in Brea and then I worked in Ranch Cucamonga. <sighs> So I was doing that. Yo, guys, this is called having the leg up, dude. Like, I yeah. mean, he put himself in a position to be able to do yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? All right. And then so. as I was doing that, I was going to college. So then that way I can go to USC so I can be a dentist. Got in the field, saw these dudes making their money, but then they're like 60 years old with like $150,000 debt still. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Fuck it, I do hygiene. I'll make the same amount of money as a dentist. And I don't have this fucking like fat receipt to pay back to the school yeah so then i started i changed the plan doing that i don't want my fucking carpal tunnel and shit <laughs> so then i ended up being a lab tech and i finished off my dental career as a lab tech and x-ray tech and shit making 20 dollars an hour and then with the money i was getting from that paying my bills and then putting money aside and buying equipment and getting gear and then so i would work in a day and then I would fucking go and shoot, do whatever I did and during the evening, edit stuff, and then do it all over again. And then the weekend, I was out grinding and shit. What year was that? Fuck, dude. I was like 2007 or some shit, okay. man. And 2008. And then then I, then I started Zoo Radio, which was like actually the first EDM fucking like um, online. This is MySpace days. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Online, where um, I actually had artists that were like playing at fucking EDC and shit in my garage spinning, and I had cameras set up, web cameras, and then you can watch them. And then we did interviews and stuff. It was oh, like shit. a radio show. Yeah, yeah. And then I did that, and this was before even like Dash Radio, before anything right now that's popping off. And then I started B Side Show with a couple friends of mine, and then it was just like the Regis and Catalina of hip hop and having guests come on live performances and interviews and stuff like that. Oh, and nice. we were actually the gatekeepers. So if you were a good local artist and you were starting to make noise, you were coming on our show. And then once you came on our show, then you started to open up opportunities. So a lot of people that went on our show, they're traveling the world right now, fucking just doing shit. Dang, that's a, that's a cool idea. So that's what I did all that stuff. And, um, now I just work for myself, bro. Yeah. So, um so you started you know dabbling in different industries um eventually you you know started making some money you popped out of um the uh, dental industry yeah I, I told him i go hey man I'm, uh, i think i'm gonna quit and uh, he was like why yeah danny danny poor shout out to danny poor because he also too he helped me out a lot i, I wanted to get an uh, update my camera and then he was like i'll give you the money and i'm just gonna take take it out of your check and i'm like dope Let's do this. Yeah. So, like, he fucking, he helped me out a so lot. So, Danny was your boss? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. And um, he's such an amazing person, man, and, and his work ethic. He he graduated uh, number two from USC, from um, dental, dental, and um, he's considered one of the best uh, uh, in the Inland Empire, one of the top, top-notch dentists out here. Like, if he was in Beverly Hills, you'd probably see that motherfucker on TV fixing some nasty-ass <laughs> teeth, dude. It was dope. We did like oral surgery stuff, dude. Like, you know, we, we, we did miracles on some people's teeth, man. Like some crazy shit. All right. So that's dope. So, you know, you got a job and you kind of found this guy, Danny, uh, your boss, who was super dope, super uh, supportive. Instead of saying right. when you were like, hey, you know, I'm thinking about doing some video stuff or whatever. And instead of him just talking shit to you. He no, was he was like, supportive. And yeah. then at the same time, too, the way he ran his business and stuff like that. 
I took all that information in. See, here's the other thing. Here, here's another gem for all you people. Wherever you work at, like, pay attention how, how things are. Pay attention to how the boss is, what the boss is doing, how he's organizing things, you know? Like, because that information there's going to go ahead and apply into you whatever you're doing. Because of him and he was just, like, showing me things and teaching me stuff and then work ethic and understanding business, where you should put your money and why you should put your money in what are you investing into? Why are you investing into this? Is it right for you to do that? Like, it's important. And then how to structure employees and like all that. I took all that information in. So he was like a mentor business-wise. And and I implement that into what I do now. So Yeah, that's that's really amazing because I think a lot of us, I mean, I didn't I mean, I didn't grow up with any mentors at all. And I mm-hmm. think that um when I decided to kind of take on uh, you know, mentorees in my life, it was kind of I mean, it wasn't like I was looking to help people, but it just kind of ended up becoming, you know, because of the shop and stuff, you know, you had a lot of young kids coming in and um, obviously with my skills in photography, people are always kind of reaching out and stuff. And I think it's it's so important that um, um, people really give back to the younger generation because if not, yeah. you get, man, you get all these young, confused kids doing dumb shit. Yeah. And it just, you just, everyone gets irritated, everyone gets frustrated and you know, it's a lot of labor of love, of course, because you got when you got to deal with the young kids. You know, young kids do a lot of dumb shit like all the time. Well, <laughs> yeah, we, we were dumb too. Yeah, man, we were dumb. <laughs> I mean, I mean, for sure, we we're all there. But I think you know, whenever I deal with young kids today, it's very important that um, I I always vocalize how I feel. Um, I, but I usually nowadays I'm not a, I'm not so big on crushing their dreams right away it's it's almost like i want to hear them out and then if it sounds absolutely just stupid as fuck then i'm like yo okay look it's not smart that you do that you know what i'm saying like yeah because in the past about 10 years ago when i was taking on interns i was like a little bit more stubborn with like hey you shouldn't do that you shouldn't do that do that whatever the case is but now i'm at the point where you know i i want to hear like i want to hear like why you're doing that like you know is it a cultural thing or like a generational thing or why why are you doing that and so I've become a little bit more patient in, in, in that realm, and, and that's really helped me to really connect with young kids because I know my friends in their 40s, they have a hard time talking to kids in their 20s, you know? And oh, yeah, man. It, and it's, it, it, is a, it is a big gap, you know? Like, it's for a lot of people, they have a lot of uh, issues doing that. <clears throat> it's, it's funny you say that, dude, because, like, um, whenever I do go to a family function or a friend, no one invites me anymore because I'm always busy. Yeah, yeah. I swear, I don't get no invitations anymore. Yeah. No hard feelings anymore. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> yeah, when I get there, man, like, I'm sitting there talking to the kids and stuff like that about music, about who they like and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then they look at me and they're like, how the fuck do you know all this shit? I go, well, because this is what I'm around. Like, I'm around who your kids, who they like. I'm around these fucking people. Yeah. You know? And I'm not here like 41 and shit like that, man. Well, that's talking funny. Talking to 13 year olds. Well, it's funny <laughs> that you actually brought that up because, um, um, you know, I think a month ago you um, you did some something for a new artist. Uh, I you know I don't keep up with new like music, right? And yeah. uh, you did this thing with um, you were talking all this great stuff about a young artist named Billy. Uh, oh, Billy Eilish, I, I do. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, look, you know, if, if, if Wacko seems to like her, maybe I'll check her out. So I went on Spotify, downloaded some of her music, and yeah. instantly uh, I I really fell in love with her music. And it's amazing, it's, isn't it's it? funny because like I said, like no, normally when I listen to new music, I'm just like, dude. This is junk. Just turn it off, and and I don't listen to it too much. But recently, I think um, um, there was a thing when um, I think uh, sometime last year, um, 
God, who was an artist who just uh, Mac Miller? Yes. Um, you know, I didn't listen. To, you know, I don't like I said, I don't listen to new artists. But um, I remember I was watching um, Ben Baller, and Ben Baller had this whole <clears> thing about um, Mac Miller. And so once again, I went and downloaded his music and his latest album. Like it just. It's crazy. Like his music, his latest album. Um, anytime I feel anxiety, mm-hmm. if I feel tense, I'll just pop his music on because it is so chill. It is so relaxing, and I felt like Billy's music kind of reminded me a little bit of that. Like, yeah, like I can listen to it and I could feel totally. I just think, like for Mac Miller, he he grew as an artist. Like <clears throat> I remember when he first came out in the scene and stuff. Because me being in hip hop, you know what I mean. So it's like, but that last album. I think was probably the one of the most personal albums that she's yeah. ever done, and it it really really like it really made an impact, and it's just crazy how it was his last. It's weird because I mean I'm getting like chills right now <laughs> talking about that because I think if he if he didn't commit suicide, I think I I think I would never came onto his music because I think there was a time where um like I said because I I don't I don't pay attention to new music it's just right, it's right, just right. something that I'm not in tuned with. Yeah. But I think a lot of the stuff that's kind of going on now, it's um, it's just for whatever reason, when I turned it on, because actually when I went back and tried to l- listen to his old stuff, I was kind of like, you know, it's not really my thing. You yeah. know, like his stuff from 09 and 10 and it's stuff. It's more and, fun. It's more, you know. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's different. It, yeah. And it's just something I didn't connect with. And I think his latest one, the reason why I like it so much is just a lot of metaphors. He's talking about yes. something much more deeper, much more darker. And a lot of like my wife and like a lot of my friends know that I listen to dark music. I uh-huh. like listening to music that's depressing uh-huh. because it's kind of a reminder that even if you think your life's going well, there's always a chance that you can lose it all. Right. And True. so for me, when I listen to depressing music, it's just a reminder like, yo, you're still human. You can still fuck up. Like just, just be on your best game. Like, you know, stay humble. Yeah. yeah. And that's the reason like when I heard his music, not only is it chill, but he really talks about stuff that, he was obviously haunted by. Oh yeah, dude. And like I said, man, he grew as as a as a person actually, not just so much as an artist, but as a person. Right. And you know, in that album there, like you can actually hear what he's went through and just where he was where he's at as a as a person. And you know, and, and I think Billie Eilish, um for her being fucking sixteen, seventeen. That's crazy. She don't even look sixteen. No. <laughs> and for her being that like like it's it's her music, dude, is just crazy. I mean, the first time I heard her, uh, see, I followed her before she changed her handle to like Billie Eilish. It was um, Avocado. I forgot what it was, Avocado or whatever. But um, I heard uh, Ocean Eyes, and um, it was dope. I was like, damn, this kid is fucking pretty sick. And I kind of followed her and stuff like that, you know. But then um, uh, the first time I actually got to see her perform was what I had documented. Uh-huh. Man, it was so great. And then I actually got to chop it with her. And I just told her, I go, like, dude, you're such a really cool person and stuff. Like, and this is what blew my mind. I go, hey, man, you're such a really cool person. Like, who, you know, what you're doing and stuff. You're very humble and everything. Like, that's that's amazing for your age. You know, um, keep that, man. Like, whatever you do, like, just stay like that. Because this industry can really tear you apart. And she's all like, you know what, man, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You know, that really means a lot to me. And and to be honest, that's that's all I have left that's me. Dude, <laughs> I'm like funny Whoa. enough. Funny enough, last night uh, at two in the morning, um, I was watching an interview that she had done with Vanity Fair. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Where where they did the, uh, last year's interview? Yeah, and it did, and it's, yeah, yeah. Man, it's so good. It's so good because it really shows you. I mean, how much can change in one year? But 
she obviously blew up in the last year. Obviously, I mean, way, uh, you know, crazy. Like, it seemed like yeah, from the numbers, it seemed like she had blown up. I'm I've only been onto her for like three weeks since you know you last saw her. Yeah. Um, but for me, it just goes to show, and you know what the funny thing is, man, I, I was really watching her face a lot. And you can see, like, last year she was really happy. Her skin was glowing, and she was just in a good space. And you could tell this year she, you know, she definitely, some questions she, you know, she would she was sitting on. Because she knew, it looked like she wanted to say some stuff. But yeah. Like, she could, she was holding back, you know. And she was probably making stuff that she probably didn't want to do. And because she talked about stuff like, you know, that, you know, she, she just felt like probably pressure. Yeah, it's the industry, man. And that's just what happens and stuff. But one thing, I, I, there was another cool interview that I saw where she, um, where she, because uh, her and her, her brother does all the production. Oh, wow. And um, someone had said, hey, man, you can go to like fucking Abbey Road and fucking go to any studio you want. And, you know, would you do that? And she says, no, I'd rather just be in my brother's room making music. Oh, dang. That's crazy. So what's, I mean, what's her story? Did she just come out of the middle of nowhere or? No. Um, I mean, her mom was a, a drama teacher or something like that, whatever. And then uh, I think a, a dad too was something with music. I know he was a composer of music and I think he was a music teacher too. Not too too familiar on that though. You, obviously we can Google shit. And then um, they were homeschooled and um, their parents just kind of um, let them do their thing, let, let them experience this wow. stuff. She was. She actually used to dance too. She loved dance, like ballet and modern and stuff. But I think she said she suffered an injury in that, another interview I saw, and then she got very emotional on it because she was just like, "I can't dance no more like that. I can't." Damn. And it, she said, "But that was my. That was something of me. That was my escape. That was like, and I cannot do that ever again like that." That's crazy. Yeah, That's, dude. Imagine us if we lost our eyes or something. Like, oh, oh game over. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> you do. I'm like, I'm crying. Like, I don't have any eyes, but I'm crying, man. Yeah, She's jacked up. That's, that, that's, yeah. So I can imagine, though, like, you know? Yeah. But, um, no, yeah, dude. Like, crazy, crazy, dude. Amazing talent, amazing person. And, and, you know, I'm just curious where the hell she's going to go in the next, like, five years. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it blew me away. I think it's, uh, she showed a lot of maturity for her age. I mean, she was definitely, I mean, you can see, I could just see the, um, just a turmoil that she was just dealing with, you know, and, um, and I felt it, man. I really felt connected to her. And, um, yeah. like I said, for somebody who doesn't really listen to a lot of new stuff, um, and I'm just irritated by new music, you know, and just, it just, it was great. And I'm so glad that you were able to share that because obviously you being, you know, connected in the whole scene to me was like, well, I mean, just because Wacko was like, Hey, like this girl is like, you know, somebody, and yeah. when you, I remember you were saying that she was really humble. Yeah. And at the time, I was, like, looking at this chick up, and then I hit up uh, one of my old boys. Uh, I hit up Lloyd, and I was like, yo, what, what do you know about this chick? And he was like, dude, she's just a, a, a new young talent. She's blowing up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So listen to her music. And, you know, if I didn't like her music, I'm like, ah, it's not my thing, whatever. But when I listened to it, it was like, dude, it's so good. Yeah. And um, I'm just so glad that, um, you know, when um, – and that's what's great about social media, obviously, because, you know – it's it's like when 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 when, uh, when one of your buddies that you respect that, that does great stuff, you know, you're just kind of sharing what you're doing, and that mm -hmm. kind of spreads the love. You know what I'm saying? And no, so, yeah, definitely, man. And definitely. this is a generational gap since I mean, like, I mean, I'm about to be 42, and so like, I'm not listening to music that 16 year olds are listening to typically. Right, you right, know? right, and so, yeah. so that's really great. So, yeah, I mean, so you go on and do all this stuff. Obviously, now you're doing a lot of um, big shows and and stuff. Is that yeah. like a primary? 
um, part it's of just, your work? <clears throat> that's just one thing, bro. Like, from, you know, I remember back in the days, it was like whack or jack of all trades. And I, I think it still stands to that. I, f- I feel like nowadays, it's um, you can't just be a jack of all trades. You have to be, what I like to say, um, a master of all. You know, because yeah. like, you, you got to do... You could be the jack. But yeah, but you got to be better than just a jack, jack because, yeah. like, you know, whether you do, like, nowadays it's not just enough doing photos or video. You got to run a social media agency or you got to do this or that, unless you're that good where people are just like, hey, look, we'll just pay you whatever the fuck you want and, yeah. you know, just take my money. But for the, for most people, the reality is, is that you got to do a lot of good things mm-hmm. and do it all the time, you know, because. All the time, bro. You know, all the time, man. And um, I think the biggest thing that I try to tell people is, the especially young kids i was like hey yo you know everything is a from a business standpoint like just think about like somebody just hit me up today because um i was talking about doing um managing a so i want to probably manage two or three mid-level social media accounts and um he was like how do you how, how do you get people to trust you and i was like dude like everything that you put online that's that's what people see so if you if you are ghosting if you don't respond to people and then all of a sudden you want to take over a big, no one's going to give you their time. You know what I'm saying? You got to put out what you're going to do for people, what what they can expect of you. You got to put right. that online. There's a saying that like my parents used to say, and even I think every parents used to say was, um, uh, you are who you hang with. I think that that's changed. It's you you are who you follow. And um, how you how you present yourself online is how people are going to judge you oh yeah so especially all the ladies because i mean you know i deal with a lot of models i deal with a lot of like you know different people and you know when i'm scrolling and i'm seeing like all these girls like doing their little poses and stuff like that and twerking whatever and it's like yo like people at your work are gonna see that shit yeah that's how they're gonna judge you yeah you know what i mean so on my social media, man, that's why I tell people, I go, look, dude, post what you do. Don't don't post how you want people to perceive you. Just post what you do. So if you're in this industry, that's why if you go through my timeline, I don't have, like, personal stuff. Sometimes I'll post stuff on my dad, but that's my dad because he passed. But, like, I just post this is where I'm at or BTS or something like that. And I think that helps me a lot getting these gigs because people want to see and work with somebody that is actually out there doing shit and is constantly grinding constantly fucking doing shit. yeah of course and i think you know part of me being here is like i mean i've i've known you to always do that you know you're out there putting in work and i think the biggest thing is i think kind of going back i'm going to kind of get into the nitty-gritty of it but yeah. you know everyone's got that story where um for example, doing what you do full time, you know, there's a point where people had to work full time jobs and, and get to the point where they're like, shit, like, I'm going to quit my job. I don't know what my plan is, but I just feel like I need to do this. Right. And yeah. some people are a little bit more structured. They're like, hey, look, I saved up for a year. Um, I'm ready to quit my job. I kind of have my whole plan going and I'm ready to do this. Right. Mm-hmm. But in in your case, you you were you were working something a little bit more stable. You were doing the whole dentist thing, yeah, uh, dentistry uh, industry. And then you said, "Hey, look, I, I think I'm gonna slowly get out of this." You said your mentor, your boss, was yeah. willing to help you do that. Yeah. Uh, eventually, you transitioned out of that. Yep. And then you started to do like, what was what do you remember at the time when you were coming out of that stuff? Um, out of dentistry, what do you remember that that was your biggest struggle? Like, I obviously money probably has come into it right. because. You know, I money mean, is every, always a money's struggle. always a struggle. So yeah. yeah. So what do you remember at that time, telling yourself like shit, like 
I'm I'm hungry or fuck I have no gas or you know like damn I have no my equipment sucks or like what was like your biggest struggle at the time? Oh man, I would have to say that just maybe some of the tools that I didn't quite really have because the industry started moving so fucking fast. Um, but um, as far as like not having food or gas or anything like that's always fucking on a daily grind. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, here's the best way to explain this whole thing. And a lot of people don't don't understand this. Though is like my my what I do and stuff is no different than like somebody clocking in like a nine to five. There's times where I'm like, man, I just wish I can just clock in, clock out, watch TV, eat shit, sleep, get up and do it again without even worrying about like putting myself into that mental state because it's just repetitive. It's a flow. But I can't. I have to clock in, and I haven't clocked out. I'm constantly working, and it's hard. But I put a lot of hours. I'm putting. I have to constantly communicate. As you see, I have my phone in front of me. I'm constantly communicating. I'm constantly posting. Um, I have to update my gear. It, it's a never-ending fucking thing, dude. And and people don't understand that. And then I've got to pay my living expenses. And it's like, yo, at times you and I are making the same amount of money. It's just that I think I got to work a lot more harder because I'm independent. Sure. You don't have to. You can go fucking drunk, half asleep, and probably do this shit fucking like nothing. Yeah, I mean, you know you know how it is. I mean, we all had jobs before. Yeah. It's like you go in eight hours and you're really working three. You know, the rest of the time you're just fucking around. Bullshitting, you know, fucking around. Bullshit. Because it's phone. easy shit, man. But, like, I would say the gear would have been, like, the most struggle part and just... <clears throat> rebuilding because every time I wanted to do something, it's like, fuck, I don't have that to do that. So I had it to figure out how to do it. Like how we were talking about the lights. I didn't have, I, I couldn't afford fucking LED panel lights or any of that shit, especially at that time because it was more expensive because yeah. it's like, oh, it's the new thing, LED yeah. panel. Or, you know, even like there was no places to fucking, for, for such, there was no share grid. There, <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't know about IE photo rental at the time to like get, re lights or some can lights or any of that shit like you know what i mean right so i had it to improvise the struggle was real and everything was way more expensive there was less selection yeah man home depot and me were like fucking buddies right he's like i've been here before (laughs) yeah man like you know and 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 that that's pretty much what what i think was the gear aspect of it because the creative part was easy i never stressed about money or anything like that because i didn't need anything dude like you know what i mean like so and then also to like clothes, I got free gear because we got to remember prior before that I was involved with the hip hop scene. I hosted shows and shit, so people used to give me gear, they used to give me clothes and shit. Man, I didn't have to stress about all that shit, man. You know what I mean? Right. Um. So like, I was just about learning and just fucking grinding, dude. I would sleep like two hours a day, maybe three. And when do you feel like um, the work that you're doing was becoming a little bit more regular and that you were becoming more sustainable? Like that you were saying, hey, look. Like shit, like I'm. I'm when I was making more money, fucking in one day, than my job. Okay. And it was like, like so, my job. Yeah, I was doing like twenty bucks an hour and shit, but you know, getting paid every week. Like, I I can, I made that like in fucking three hours, dude, off of a music video. But there's a there's a component when people do stuff that um uh, within the art artistic content or being you know business owner is that 
um, you might chase a gig and then you might not get a gig for another three, four, five weeks. Oh, fuck yeah, so, dude. So yeah. how do you, how, at what point did you realize like, hey, look, I'm getting consistent work because, you know, I put my name out there after two, three, four, five years. Right. Like at what point did you realize like, damn, like I'm doing this, like I'm, I'm in it now. Hmm. I, you know, it's funny though. I, I never really thought of it that way. I just fucking like, the way I always thought was, that's where I need to be at. So I was just grinding. I was just fucking working. I never really thought like, okay, I'm here now. Like, to be honest, I would have fucking just been doing it just from day one and just not even have a job and shit. And I, I knew I was going to be where I was at. Sure. You know what I mean? But I mean, like, yeah, I mean, once I started like getting all these different like music videos, people were hitting me for all this different stuff. And then I was just like, you know what? This is it now. This is fucking it's about fucking time right where i was fucking i mean to be i mean at, there's know? a point where you know like um now that you've been in you know 10 plus years you know people know that hey look i mean obviously people are giving you referrals i mean obviously if you're doing yeah. you know real estate agents they're like hey where'd you get this done and this guy but you know that takes time to build right oh, fuck in, yeah, in the take, beginning takes you're, time, though, you're struggling because time. one you know you probably have lack of skills lack of network yeah. lack of everything and you know you're out there like just struggling like yeah. hella hard because you know you ain't got no funds you ain't got no resources nothing yeah you yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. i think the biggest thing like you know i tell a lot of the kids at the shop is um you know they get they always get hung up on the small stuff you know like making like real small time money and i was like hey look you guys have the ability to be in a, in a, in a space that allows you guys to be connected to people who are already moving and, and shaking you know what i'm saying like yeah if you guys didn't have that connect like that would take you a long time to be plugged in. You know what I'm saying? Networking is everything, bro. And I think that's one thing that um, I think that's why like the question you're asking though is just because like, I mean prior prior before even me like quitting that that job, it wasn't even a job to be honest. That's actually it was a career. Fucking we're if that's a never ending fucking career. When you're in a dental field, bro, right? You're, it, it doesn't end. Teeth fuck up every fucking right, day right 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 yeah <laughs> it's like job security is good it's good so it's like and that was my initial thing is like where can i get to where it's like at least i'm getting so i can pay my bills that's it that's all i give a fuck about it's just that way i'm paying my car payment whatever it was right. but um i've been networking way prior before that man sure. you know doing shit with magazine the hip-hop scene and stuff like that so when i finally was able to have certain tools and shit it was easy for me to just start even growing and growing and growing and getting clients because then everyone was like oh yo you could do that now dope yo i want this i want that i already had established a name already prior right. before even like wacko films became wacko films sure you know what i mean yeah so that kind of led prior that to was years right because you know I, I think the natural progression for somebody who's coming in who's very young who has no skills i always tell people it's going to be two to four years before you even get like even remotely kind of adjusted yeah you know and so for for the kids at the shop i always say hey look the fact that you guys are already plugged in all you guys got to do is make sure that your skill sets are are, are good they're, they're up to date yeah and then make sure that people like you if you if you That's got it. those two, you're gonna get work. You know what I'm saying? Like every day of the week. Especially especially in a facility like that. Yeah. Like, how many motherfuckers are walking in? You All know, day. You know what I mean? Look at A Boy Films going through dude. Blue Eyes walking in there and stuff. Yeah. You know? you know, Delta. Like, dude, there's a bunch of people coming in there. And then there's times I I still stop by over there at the shop, you know what I mean? Even if I'm just wanna go over there and just fucking chill. Chill and just have a conversation. Yeah, and just, you know, 
talk to the munchkin. I'm sorry, crow. And um, <laughs> my dog. But no, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like fucking I'm there. And then like, I'll be talking to like, you know, some of the young cats there and shit like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got this thing going on. And stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like, well, yeah, man, let me know if you want to help. Never hear me up. But <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? It's like there's people in there that, 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 that give opportunity. Networking is everything, dude. You could have all the tools. You could have all the resources you want, but if you don't have a connection or networking to build on, then you're just going to be stuck and stagnant in just that place, man. Sure. Yeah, I think that's the the big takeaway I always tell them. I was like, look, I don't care how introverted you are. Um, if you want to be in this industry, you got you to gotta connect with people. Yeah. And uh, if you're not connecting with people, you just, you're just you not going to work. You know what I'm saying? Go get a day job. It's fucking you customer know. service, dude. Bro, all day long. I mean, you got to service, you know, when you work for yourself, you're servicing people. You're, you're serving, you're, you're servicing, you know, you're serving the clients. You know, exactly. whoever is paying you, that's who you're serving to. And so always when people are like, oh, I can't wait till I work for myself. I was like, look, you never work for yourself. You're, you're working for whoever is paying you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I have, I have bosses. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, multiple different yeah, bosses. <laughs> multiple. Like, my bosses are, I'm not done with them until, like, fucking shit, weeks or months, because I'm constantly working on that project until it's finally complete, when they're like, love it, thank you so much, awesome. And then I'm like, I need you for something else. What do you need? Sure. I have, like, 20 bosses right now. Sure. And that's the reality, because they pay me. You know what I'm saying? I'm a boss, don't get me wrong. I'm my own boss, though, but I got bosses above me because sure. that's who's fucking feeding my ass. Exactly. I mean, it's it's all a big circle. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you it know, is, it yo. just, that's what it is. There's the no circle of life. Oh, I'm taking it to Disney. Huh? <laughs> it's uh, yeah, but I think that's the biggest thing too. Uh, just to remember, uh, you know, the, the, I mean, really, this podcast is to really kind of reach out to young kids and you know, my son as he gets older, is to just remind people that um, amongst the um, the chase of the dream is that you're constantly going to be bombarded with, um, you know, um, serving somebody. And, um, and that's what I think a lot of people just fail to realize is that, Oh, I just want to be my own boss. So I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. It's like, yo bro, that's a pipe dream that people who've never been a boss. Yeah. Say, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, you don't just is. go, you don't go, yeah, yeah, man, I fucking, I'm my own boss, bro. I'm going to take a three hour lunch today. I was like, so basically you didn't do shit for three hours. Like, <laughs> dude <laughs> you got to work harder than the next guy at the job otherwise you're never ever going to get anywhere yeah i mean i fuck around i'll put it like boss life shit like that sure but the reality is dude is like nah man i'm working for somebody because yeah. they're fucking paying for my ass sure. and shit that's sure. just straight up yo you know brad pitt brad pitt fucking works for somebody everybody man everybody you know, works for us yeah you know what i'm saying this pick, one, this one guy at the top. This one guy at the top. Pick we, anybody we you seen, want. Yeah. Even even independent artists in the music industry. Oh yeah, they 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 work for somebody too. Exactly. You, you know, they're they're you know who who's paying them? The people who are fucking buying their music are paying for their fucking tickets and shit. There you go. I mean, the fans. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's, I mean, you shit on the fans. They don't buy your stuff. Game what? Game they, over. You you, know? you you're gone. Bro. Yeah. You end up like MC Hammer. Where the fuck he's at? <laughs> Wash out, you Man. know what I'm saying? So yeah, so I think um, in, in in the whole process of things, um, you know, you, it's basically you've always been just grinding, hustling, building a network because I oh, think yeah, for yeah, us, yeah. a lot of us that grew up, um, 
not really in a structured environment, meaning that, um, you know, you know, we're out in the streets, meaning that, um, you know, when something's going down, um, whether it's a party or just networking things, you know, um, like when I went to Irvine at UCI, a lot of these kids have never really just been out. You know what I'm saying? They've always just been home, school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They've, they've been very sheltered. Yeah. And when we say, when I say the streets, meaning that, you know, you are out there networking. You we're, know, we're not talking about banging people, okay? Banging. You know what I'm saying? I mean, whether you're banging or not, you're yeah. just getting out there, just <laughs> meeting new people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where you're growing up in, in a place where you're, you're, you're uncomfortable because you're meeting different people in different environments. Oh, fuck yeah. You dude. know, and that's really what it's about. Obviously, you know, if you've never done it before, it might feel weird to you. But if you're not ready to do that, then you're not ready to win because at this game of life, you know, it's all, it's all about relying on people. Um, I remember one time I got this email and they're like, um, somebody hit me up and was like, how come you always get so much email or so many responses from people? And I was like, look, look, if you don't give love, you ain't never going to receive love. You know what I'm saying? You got to go out there and put it out. If you, if you got a skill set and you got no network, guess what? Go out there, show people, Hey, yo, um, Hey, I, I noticed that you, you have a bakery, but I noticed that you know your photos suck. Without telling without telling them the photos suck, obviously, just yeah. say, hey, look, <laughs> um, let me do something for you. Like, um, I, w- I want to give you a gift. Go in there, do something badass, give it to them. They're like, oh shit, this boy's got some skills. Yeah, and all of a sudden, your work is up there. People come in, they see your work, and it's basically is an avalanche from there, right? It's a snowball effect where. People are starting to notice who you are because you got into a place that allowed for exposure. And so I think nowadays with social media, that allows us still to do that. But there's so many accounts that you can easily get drowned out easily. Yeah. And so it's got to you got to have people repping you, people reposting you because they believe in you. They want to fuck with you and all of those things. And it's it's a constant. I mean, even if you're networking on Instagram or in real life, it's still networking. You're still putting in work. Yeah. Networking is the key. Element to success, man. Yeah. If you're not if you're not building a network or anything like that, then you're not going to be able to fucking get where you want to go. I mean, look at you, and, and, and you're in this sweet little office in here. I love it. I mean, you got a storage room next door. Yeah. You got all this stuff. You got a little, little studio space over there. And, you know, you did all of that from building a network within the real estate industry, which is an yep. industry that you weren't really in. Nope. But you got a client who was just like, hey, look, I like this dude. I'll fuck with him. Um, hey, we should do some more work together. And that, like you said, you're evolving in different industries. You know, exactly. whether it's real estate, music, uh, movies, or whatever the case is, you know, you diverse, diversified. You've been doing it for so long that you start to become more and more of a master at those things. Yeah. And yeah. so that's, I think, the biggest thing, the takeaway always is, you know, my podcast really is about telling people, yo, uh, it's a process. This doesn't just happen. You know, no, the no, joke for, you know, the joke really is when people think that something can happen in six months or in a year, you know, and that just really doesn't happen. <clears throat> you're not, you're not going to. You're not gonna get fit, toned up, or buff or anything without fucking going to the gym and lifting weights. Sure, sure. Straight up, man. Yeah. You, just because you fucking pop creatine powder in your mouth doesn't mean it's <laughs> fucking gonna work. It don't work that way, yo. <laughs> That's for sure. Do you um do you feel like if somebody um like what would you what kind of advice would you give um if you can go back in time and meet the 18 year old wacko, like what would you tell him? Stop hanging out in the front of the porch and drinking. <laughs> Your homies are gonna be there anyways. How much? Uh, how much time do you feel like you wasted doing that? It sounds fucked up to say it though, but I don't mean, mean to say it in a bad way. But I wasted a lot of time because yeah. we would just get together, go cruise around in my Regal and shit, hit the fucking malls, try to pick up on some chicks, which we did. Sure. 
or just fucking chill in the front yard. We used to call it front yard boogie and just fucking drink Mickey ice, <laughs> fucking beer, got faded, crashed out, woke up, did it again. Right. I think, um, I mean, how, how long do you think you would you say you did that? Three, four, or five years? Shit, man, since we got out of high school. Okay. I was still grinding, too, doing my little shit. Sure. But, like, I felt, though, that Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays, it was kind of wasted on that stuff, sure. you know? But that made me who I am because those are my boys, and they know me to the max, yo. Right. Like, you know what I mean? And they're – I learned a lot from them, too, because, like – their families and what they've gone through because they have their own stories and shit. Sure. You know what I mean? And I think we're like the little rascals. We call ourselves foolish youngsters. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, we did some stupid shit. But I think through all those different things, like I think that made me who I am today. You know what I mean? And and But I do, I do wish I would go back and just be like, yo, like, they're gonna be there like i think you need to focus a little more on this because in my head i was different because i i saw things different like you know what i mean so it's like i think if i if, if i was there back then what i what i know now and i actually did know then and i just didn't implement it because i just didn't i wanted to chill with my boys i wanted to be here and be there and stuff just like what everybody does you want to go party you want to go to clubs you want to go do that like that's gonna be there fucking forever it ain't going nowhere right yeah, party scene is definitely not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. Like, you know what I mean? Alcohol is going to fucking be there to get <laughs> fucked up. It's not fucking going anywhere. Right. Like, so I think that would be probably the one thing that I wish I would have did. Because I think if I would have did that and actually say, hey, you know all that shit you're thinking in your head? Do it. Because it's going to fucking happen. But do it now. Because me... I'm going to be in a way better situation than if you fucking do it now. That's probably the only thing I, I wish I would have did. Right. Do you feel like, um, do you feel like at a younger age you were held back by um, just being self-conscious and, and, and being insecure and just saying, Hey, look, like I can never do that. Or did you always have a mentality that like you can do something? No, nah, man, I'm, I, I didn't give a crap. I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. My name's wacko. <laughs> so it's like, you know what I mean? Like, Whatever. Like, my boy had a stupid 50cc bike, smokes, and um, he's like, I'll race you around the block. You run, though. All right, whatever. Let's do it. That's just, that was just me. And I was fucking running, <laughs> racing a fucking, which I lost, obviously. But that was my mentality. Like, you know, like, oh, there's a tree there. It'll be funny. You hang upside down. Fuck it. All right, cool. Let's do it. Right, right, so, right. So I, I, I was never insecure about shit. Like, if I believed it or whatever, I'll go do it, man. Sure. That's just what it was. When I was a little kid, man, I had this crazy imagination. Dude, I would just go out there in the backyard, and I was fucking doing whatever I was doing. I was like, I didn't care. Like, I just I just lived. That just was my mentality. You know what I mean? Definitely. What um what what do you have coming up the rest of the year that's uh, exciting? I don't know, man. It's constantly fucking <laughs> every day something. So, I mean, like, like I said, that. The uh, uh, the TV series, web TV series that we're working on, um, the short film that we're, we're working on right now. Yeah, that sounds exciting. We show me uh, the space in here. Yeah, like straight yeah. up, it was abandoned in two thousand. Well, that's a concept for another one. We're oh, actually shit. working on a different one right now, which takes place all in a, um, one apartment. So it's kind of like a like a sixth sense feel to it. So we got that. The script is. Uh, uh, my buddy Chris Garcia, um, who he has, um, you ever seen the movie Black Dynamite? 
No. Yeah, it's a, is that a porno? It should be. <laughs> Actually, there's a CD right there, though. But um, uh, they've done a lot of music production and stuff like that on that, um, like Luke Cage, shit like that. Right. So he's finishing up the script, and then we're going to work on that, and he's going to score the whole film and stuff. Oh, nice. I'm actually working on a post production of another um, film, short film that I have uh, that I wrote. Actually, it took me a year to write, and so I'm finishing that one up. Um, the doing a lot of shit with the iHeart Radio and stuff like that, just like what we just did this past weekend, man. Um, Dude, yeah. How many shows are they putting on in in this local region over here? Is it is it something that they do like once a month? This was or this was their week? first concert. Like this okay. was their concert. This past recent one, which oh. had like ASAP Rocky, who just got just out got of back, jail. Right? Yeah, so that was cool to document that fucking. That's crazy. Yeah, and then Cardi, Miguel, Migos, Future. It was anybody pretty much in mainstream hip hop right now was pretty much there. It was like a multi million dollar concert. Right, right. Two days, so. Um, the the weekend before <laughs> was their other alt ninety eight and it's through iHeart and then that was um, their maybe second annual or third annual show they did in Long Beach by the Queen Mary right so a lot of these radio shows I mean like well iHeart owns everything dude they're like a Disney in like media right you know so um, it's cool to be able to get that opportunity to do that you know. And, and and it's funny because one of the people I mentored, she is like the main social media director for that. And that's how I'm getting these opportunities. Oh, wow. That's that's full circle. It's Pretty much, man. Pretty put the love out there and swung back around. But one of the best projects I think I had a chance to work on um, was a Star Wars and Disney Project. I mean, consider you're a crazy fan. Yeah, yes. yeah. So we went on the Disney Animation Studios two days and uh, was filming like for a Star Wars um, thing and a Disney Animation shit. So that was pretty fucking dope. Damn, that's that's legit. Yeah, yeah, that was really really cool. So there's a lot of lot of different projects I got going on, different things and stuff like that. So I'm constantly busy, just constantly growing, constantly learning. So. Um. A lot of the, I noticed that you know you shot Saturday and Sunday yeah. um, at the event was you know it was um, it seemed very busy. Um, you're already back in the office on Monday. You're already trying to cut. You got You said you're gonna you're gonna spend about 15 hours getting this video out. Probably. Um, or just a recap, just to kind of just put together what people missed. Right, right, right. Is it, so are you gonna be making a follow up, a longer video? Yeah, it'll be like I don't know. They said just make as long as like that it is just to put everything together. Wow. So you gotta understand there was like. Big Boys Neighborhood, they had interviews with all, a lot of different artists, so I had BTS. For me, what I was doing was grabbing the BTS under there, getting a lot of B-roll, getting, they call it activation, so there's a lot of different spots, like a wall with murals or different things where they needed to get documented, people like utilizing that. Their sponsors, vendors, you had that repaint stuff, I had to go and document stuff like that. And they had certain time slots of like different things were happening at those booths. Then going on stage, getting B-roll for my camera angle, certain artists. And um, also putting together like Natalia from uh, Big Boy in the morning, getting her like, oh, so we're here. So interviewing people. So that was what I was doing. Then also manning seven people under me make sure they're doing what they're doing 
and, and making sure the edits were going out. So like in one day, they, were, they did about like 16 deliverables. Wow. So content was coming in. They're going in. They're cutting and just fucking putting it out. I had three editors, man. Damn. So maintaining three editors, three shooters, plus all the shit I had to do, making sure I was keeping the people above me happy. And was it, that was and that something that's happening constantly throughout <clears throat> the day? That was all day, like all day, and then also to fucking marketing and wacko films myself. That's where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. Oh yeah, thanks. Oh cool. Right. All that at once, bro. Wow. Fifteen yeah. hours each day. And it never ends, man. When you yeah. when you're out there creating content, it is twenty four. It is twenty eight hours, yeah, seven yeah. days a week. You yeah. know, it's just it's insane. It's crazy though, man. It's crazy, but it's fun. Yeah. It's it's I mean for sure it's it's exciting it's got its time but uh, like anything else it's uh it's uh don't get it twisted um don't get into this game thinking that uh, life's always gonna be happy and and things are great oh, and no. you know it's just definitely a lot of struggle involved just a lot of component of learning new skills keeping up with trends uh, networking keeping your your people who are paying you happy um, there's a lot of components to you getting smashed by any component of those you know and so. Yeah, I mean, because you never know what's going to happen. I mean, well, shit, speaking of that, like, you know, I got hit not too long ago, about three months ago or something. You got an accident? No, like, um, uh, the I got burglarized. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so this is like over 10 years of work and shit, and I lost about over $10,000 in gear. Just overnight. Just like that. And it was like two weeks of not being able to do shit, almost three weeks. And that is drastic dude it fucked my pockets up did you uh you didn't have insurance no all right guys important <laughs> get some insurance yeah. especially if you have built up enough gear yeah so like there, it was just it, shit hits you man and and you never know what's gonna happen you know what i mean so i had to rebuild like 10 years of shit as far as gear wise in like a month two months wow which is crazy but a lot of people out there were supportive. And that was crazy. A lot of people out there that were supportive, people that, like, just follow me were fucking, like, yo, dude, do you have Venmo? Yo, can I send you something through PayPal? Hey, I'm going to send you some Zelle. I'm like, what the fuck? So because of those people, I was able to go ahead and get some basic tools so I can go ahead and get back in the grind again. Wow. Yeah, and I think I think the power of the community is just it's insane because okay. – um, you know, and I think part of like anytime, like I'm on 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 my, my car page, anytime I'm feeling a certain way, mm-hmm. you know, people sense that. You know, people are reaching out, dude. How you doing? Like, you know, how can we help? And it's just all of those things that um, you know, you have this support system that you feel like it's a lot of it can be virtual and a lot of it can be in in reality because you know you're meeting these people and sometimes you're meeting people throughout the world and whatever the case is. And so, yeah, um, it's just like anything else. You know, the relationships and relationships require that you put in effort. Yeah. And so, um, and that's really what it's about. So, um, what we'll do is, um, um, I want to kind of talk about, um, or at least do a follow up probably in a year or so and just kind of talk about, you know, where you're going to be. Um, and, um, you know, maybe you might be in a bigger office. Who knows? You might be doing something a little bit more concentrated, whether it's just making films or whatever you're doing or just hustling on a larger level and scaling, whatever the case is. But, you know, Wacko, um, thank you for sharing your story with us. Um, it's sure, great. Man. And, um, you know, if people want to find you, where can they find you? Simple. I'm Googleable. Wacko Films. W-A-C-K-O-E Films. There you go. Wacko Films. He's uh, located here in, in the Inland Empire in SoCal. 
And um, yeah, that's it. Word up, man. Thanks for joining. See you guys on the next one.